You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to get the front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, this is Getting Bullied. I'm your host, Mark Giannone. Follow me on Twitter at MarkFlagman2Ns. Follow this show at underscore Getting Bullied. And get this and every episode of Getting Bullied through the Hockey Podcast Network. And they're at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. And hell, follow uh, my good my good buddy down in the nation's capital, Dan Silver. Not with me this episode, but he's at DSilver88 on the Twitter machine. And the Flyers right now are hot, hot, hot. Hotter than Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny. Hot right now. Coming off back-to-back 3 nothing shutout wins over the Sabres. And I don't really give a damn that it's just the Sabres. I don't care that the Sabres are probably one of the worst teams. or prob- Not probably. They are one of the worst teams in the NHL. I don't care that they played an awful game. The Sabres, that is. Totally uninspired. Didn't want to be there. I don't care about any of that. Because... To still get back-to-back shutouts is impressive. Doesn't matter who it's against. The fact that you could shut out the same team. You could do it to two different teams. But to do it to the same team, back-to-back days. Put up six goals in back-to-back days yourself and hold them to none is absolutely impressive. And it was done on the backs of two different goalies. It was Elliott on... Saturday. It was Hart on Sunday. And hey, guess what? Right now you're listening to the voice of the biggest genius in Philadelphia right now. Because if you listened last Monday, I said the only logical thing to do here for the Flyers after that drubbing uh, at the hands of the Bruins in the outdoor game, after that just shit show by the Bruins or by the Flyers against the Bruins. And Hart looked bad. Elliot had to come in. You know the story. I said the only logical thing to do here is to go the next two games, after that Sunday game, the next two games had to be Brian Elliott games. And they were. And then they won against the, the Rangers on, I believe it was Wednesday, 4-3. It got kind of dicey, but... Your starter did what he had to do to win the game. And then they come back, and then they go up to Buffalo on Saturday, and Elliott gets a 3 nothing shutout. So I'm a genius. Ha-ha. I have solved the Flyers' goalies' issues because then, after those two straight wins by by Elliott, Hart comes in on, on Sunday, 
looks like his old self. No goals allowed. Shut out. Boom. Just like that. It was really that easy. It was. But the goaltending right now that the Flyers are getting from Brian Elliott is it's remarkable. And it's it could not be coming at a better time when, you know, Hart probably isn't giving you his best, obviously. But Brian Elliott right now, he's like found money. I mean, the guy is just, every time you put him out there, he is just on. His angles are right. He's where he needs to be. He makes the desperation saves when he needs to. The guy's just doing everything you could ask out of a backup goalie. And I think the biggest, the biggest job of a backup goalie isn't so much, you know, it, it's obviously to spell, to give, the, to give rest to the starter here and there. But I think one of the biggest jobs is when the, when the starter isn't at their best, having a goalie like Elliott to just come in and be a steadying force and be a calming force in the crease, it's it's such a luxury to have. And, and it, especially coming in, out of here to Philadelphia where you didn't have good goaltending for decades. And now you have a very strong backup veteran in Brian Elliott, and you have the stud phenom future of the league in Carter Hart, who, you know, there's ebbs and flows. The guy, the kid got a shutout on Sunday. I don't care who it was against. Shut. He needed that shutout more than anything right now. And it was a great back-to-back wins. And there's people on Twitter who want to shit on it because it's only against the Sabres. Who cares? The Flyers needed wins. They were getting healthy. They were getting guys back from COVID slowly. And now coming into tonight's game against Pittsburgh. That's right. We got three straight games against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. Sidney Crosby out on the COVID list, which comes out this afternoon. Huge break for the Flyers, obviously. Crosby has killed the Flyers his whole career. You know, you don't want to see anybody get, you know, be on the COVID list, but for a Flyers team that has been decimated because of the COVID virus and players not being able to play, it's nice to, you know, the universe always evens things out. So the Flyers were out six guys for a couple weeks, you know, 10 days, whatever it was, and now Crosby, the biggest threat to the Flyers on the Penguins obviously one of the best players in the league still is going to miss tonight's game and I would imagine it's going to go I can't I mean if you just went on the list today then they're not going to have them for these next three games you'd have to imagine so that's a huge break break for the Flyers and the Penguins are you know anytime that you're going to play a team like the Penguins with the firepower that they have it's a dangerous situation and the Penguins probably aren't playing their best hockey right now, which is good for the Flyers because the Flyers are playing well. They're playing inspired hockey. They're playing like they want to go out and win the games, and they're getting guys back healthy. And it's weird. The guys that are coming back off of the COVID list, it's like it's like the COVID has given them some sort of this like weird boost of energy because all these guys coming back from the COVID list are – playing really well they're playing like their hair is on fire they're just out there all over the ice making plays scoring goals you saw the game you know Giroux had against the Rangers when he came back it was one of his best games that he's had all season so I don't know what's in the COVID I don't want it I haven't had it so I don't but I don't know what's in it as far as for the Flyers but it, it obviously worked 
and hopefully they can keep it up because the schedule here in March is not easy. Everybody knows it. 17 games in one month is absurd. It sounds absurd because it is absurd, but in this in this season, in this condensed season, 56 games, a month like this was going to happen, and this is, I can't stress this enough, but in my eyes, this is the most important month for the Flyers that they've had in like the last two years two, three years. This is the most important month of hockey that I believe the Flyers have had in two or three years because this is going to really test this team. You're going up against really good teams. It's the same fucking teams that we've been playing all year. And I said last week on Thursday with when Dan was with me that I thought this was going to be exciting. I thought playing teams in the division every game was going to be exciting. God, it's boring as hell. Just playing the same teams... There's not as much animosity, I think, uh, going on than I thought there was going to be. I thought these games were going to feel like a playoff game every game. I haven't gotten really that feel. There's been some good ones, obviously. But right now, the Flyers are playing well against everybody not named the Boston Bruins. They've yet to beat the Bruins this season. We've talked about how important that's going to be. But this month in particular... Again, cannot stress enough just how important this month is. Most important month the Flyers have had in the last two or three years. And because it it really is a gauntlet for a young team that has Stanley Cup aspirations to really say, all right, well, how good are you? Because you got three straight against the Penguins coming up. I would say, you know, obviously the goal is win all three. But two out of, you know, if you're going to take two out of three from them in Pittsburgh, that would be huge, especially, you know, you're coming off of three straight wins against weaker teams. And now you're going to be playing a team that's kind of hurting right now. They're going to they're not going to have their captain. He's going to be out. Who knows what's going to trickle down from that? I would imagine there's going to be other tests, maybe other other guys test positive. That's not something I'm hoping for, obviously, but it could happen. And what's most important? about this month of March is they don't play the Bruins because for whatever reason, the, the Bruins just have the Flyers number so far this year. That's something they're obviously definitely going to have to get past. At least you could say in this long, long, long ass month of March, and it's going to seem like it's going to take forever. Probably it's already March again. Already you're seeing the memes and shit all over Twitter. Um, but in this long month, you're not playing the team that's given you the biggest fits. And Pittsburgh, all if you're looking at every, you know, you're looking at every team. Obviously, they're playing. They've beaten them all, and they've beaten some of them soundly. They have Buffalo three times this month, which is big. Uh, they have back to back with the Rangers. You can look at the schedule. I'm not going to go over the schedule because it's the same fucking teams. the The point is here: the Flyers need to come out of the 17 games this month. I don't think 11 wins is too much to ask. I think if you go 11 wins, you know, 11 and 6, and you know, obviously with the let's say 11 5 and 1. Let's pick up another point in overtime somewhere. Maybe tonight. Fuck it. Why not? But 11 and 6, 11 5 and 1, any way you look at it, any way you look at the losses, how they shake out, if the Flyers can pick up 11 wins this month, that's going to be huge. That's 22 points right there. And 
in this season, you need points, and you need to take advantage of the weaker teams. They did that against Buffalo. Like I said, they have three against Buffalo this month. They have two against Jersey. They have two. They have four against the Rangers. So you're not playing the Bruins a ton. You're not playing the Bruins at all. You're not playing the Capitals a ton. You're not playing the, the Penguins a ton. The bulk of this month is against teams that you should beat and beat them soundly, and I don't think that's going to be a problem for the Flyers. Like I said, 11 wins I think is more than capable for this team, especially with the way they're playing right now. And this top line on this team of JVR, of Farabee, and Couturier is lights out every night. This is one of the best lines in hockey right now. It's one of the hottest lines in hockey right now. Joel Farabee has really come on this year in a way that I don't really know I was prepared for. You know, you, you expect him to take the next step in his career, but to to be put in the echelon that he's going right now, I mean, he's on a trajectory right now where this kid's going to lead the Flyers in scoring for the next five, six years if he keeps this up. I mean, he's just, he's doing all of the right things. There's not a game that he's playing right now where he's not making plays and he's not producing goals in one way or another, whether he's assisting them or he's scoring them himself. Joel Farabee's just doing everything right right now. The kid is a stud among studs. If he keeps playing the way he's playing down the road in years to come, he's a perennial MVP candidate every year if he keeps this up. Because you you have to imagine he's only going to get better. The more experience he gets in the NHL game, the more coaching he gets, the more practice he gets, he's only going to get better. He just, I mean, that's, how how else are you supposed to look at it? And JVR, again, cannot, cannot, cannot say enough about JVR. The resurgence that he's had this season has been incredible. This, I mean, this is a guy that fans were, and, and rightfully so, I guess, but you know, you're kind of looking ahead to the expansion draft this summer and what, you know, who's going to get protected. And I don't see, I don't see a way right now that the Flyers don't protect James Van Riemsdyk. You know, if you want to maybe say financially is right now that like that $7 million cap hit is kind of big. So if you could, but you know, if you're going to have good players that are playing at the level of Trunk of uh, well and Sean Couturier, but right now what I'm talking about JVR, if you're gonna have players that are playing like him, they're not gonna come at a cheap price, unless you know you have them on a rookie deal like a Farabee or something like that, or a guy's just you know playing out of his mind, playing above his contract. But nine times out of ten, a guy's producing the way that JVR is, he's not gonna come cheap. So. He's living up to the contract right now, which was the biggest issue in in signing him. Was the, I think it was more length than it was amount. But you're look, you know, looking at the length, and you're saying seven, you know, seven million dollars over that time frame is a lot. To, is a lot to stomach, especially he's not the youngest guy and and stuff like that. I don't give a shit about that. Right now, he's living up to the contract, and right now, there's the way you look at it. There's no way you could say that the Flyers aren't going to or shouldn't protect him in the expansion draft. And we saw the last time when the, when the Knights came in, there was, you know, some wheeling and dealing. Well, you know, we'll, we're not going to protect this guy, but if you don't pick him, you know, we'll make this trade and give you this pick and stuff like that. And maybe the Flyers could work something like that out. Um, but 
all you know, all things right now after these last three games, it's such a weird season because I feel like some weeks I'm talking and it seems like the, the the sky is falling, and right now everything is looking good for the Flyers, and they're playing a team that they should be able to beat. I think they should be able to get two wins out of these next three against Pittsburgh, especially without Crosby, and if you know, hopefully that shutout on Sunday gave Hart you know kind of a shot in the ass and. He can kind of pull himself out of where he's been, just you know, not not to the level that we've expected, not to the level that we've seen, and that's who he was on Sunday. He was that guy. He was unstoppable, obviously. So hopefully that win, that shutout, boosts him enough to you know kind of get back on track and get back to where he was. Flyers are finally at full strength. I saw a tweet that. You know, with TK in the lineup today, this is, I think, the first time all season that they've had a full lineup, depending on how you want to look at it. You know, all the all the players, the, all the quote-unquote regulars, uh, TK's coming back in the lineup. He's having a, a, a kid now that we saw on Twitter. Congratulations to him. See that? You could just say that. You could just say congratulations, and it and it and it's fine. It's it's an adequate reaction to somebody having a child my friend a couple of days ago just had the child it's like congratulations i've known him 15 fuck it's probably been more than that like 17 years i've known him gave him congratulations very happy for him there's people on twitter whose favorite athletes have kids and suddenly they act like they're having the kid or their sister is having the kid or their brother is having the kid people are weird on twitter twitter is a weird place and people would the way that people react to their favorite athletes doing stuff off the playing surface, ice, court, grass, field, whatever, pitch for you soccer uh, people out there, the way that people react to like the personal news of athletes is really weird. It's really off-putting. The way that some people react like as if it's happening to them. It's weird to live vicariously through somebody. To feel that much joy over something that's happening to somebody that you don't know. That just is a performer on the television screen for you, for the most part. Sure, you go to games, but for the most part, you're seeing them on TV. This isn't a person you know personally, and if it is, okay, adequate reaction. Be over the moon if you want to. But this is a stranger. This person doesn't know you. This person probably doesn't care if you, about your reaction, to be honest. So these people on Twitter that are just, like, <clears throat> as if Travis connecting having a kid is, like, the best thing that's happened to them in the last 10 years of their life. It's just weird. And it's not just with Travis connecting. First of all, it's with a lot of Flyers. I've noticed this, <clears throat> excuse me, about a lot of Flyers fans that they tend to baby their favorite Flyers, their favorite athletes. You know, they just kind of, like, act like, you know, that's that's their guy. That's their friend. It's really not. I mean, I'm sure they appreciate the support. I'm sure they appreciate the kind words. But some of the shit I see, like, of reactions to people having babies and whatever else is just, it's, it's a little off-putting. It's a little weird. And if I was the athlete and I saw how some people were reacting to me having a kid and I don't know them, they don't know me, I'd be like, all right, well, that's, yeah, that's weird. Stan is the the song by Eminem. 
for those of you who say, like, I stand somebody and don't know what the fuck that means, that's a song by Eminem, go look it up. It's, like, to that level. Being a stand, like, it's a fun thing to say. Like, oh, I stand, uh, I don't know, Travis Connecting for, for the sake of this conversation. I stand Travis Connecting. But if you listen to the song, you don't want to be Stan, because Stan was a fucking weirdo. Stan acted like he knew Eminem on a personal level. And it got weird, and it got so weird. Well, just listen to the end of the song. It doesn't end well for Stan. Don't you don't really like want to be a Stan. You want to just be, you know, just be a fan of the guy. Like, hey, congratulations, you're having a kid. That's awesome. Don't be like, I don't know how to react right now. I'm shaking. I don't know what to do. That's weird. Don't be weird. Support your favorite athlete. Don't be weird about it. Really. It bothers the shit out of me, and it probably shouldn't, but it does. It bothers the absolute shit out of me the way that some people think like these people are their friends or their family. So that's it. That's all I have to say about that. 11 wins. 11 and 6, 11, 5 and 1, 11, 4 and 2, whatever. 11 and 6 and 17 games in the month of March, I feel like is that's that's a fine number. 11 wins, if you can come out of March at the end of, you know, when April starts and the weather's getting better and the playoffs are around the corner, if you've exited March with 11 wins, that's a, there's a lot to be thankful for, I think. There's a lot to be happy about. Obviously, anything more than that is tremendous. Anything less than that, it's not going to cripple them, but it's not, you know, if, you, if we're talking like eight wins, Probably not the best thing. 11. I feel like, I don't know. The number just came to me. It felt right. It seems right. 11 wins. And I think it's very doable for this Flyers team the way they're playing right now. Everybody's full go. Everybody's healthy. They had their little respite there. 10 days off where they weren't on the ice. Obviously, it gave guys time to rest up. I was concerned about it. Not play. They weren't playing that well going into it. Coming out of it when they were playing with you or I at, on the team. Uh, in the lineup, you saw what that did, but again, you get guys back, they're healthy, they're feeling good, and let's roll. And the Flyers are rolling right now. They're hot, 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 hot. I say it again, hotter than Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny. And she was hot in that movie. Nobody can deny that. The Flyers are that hot. Scorching hot going into this three-game series with the Penguins. It's fun. I almost wish... That, like. If they wanted to build up the animosity and, and lower the, the risk of travel, this would probably have been the way to construct the schedule, almost like the MLB does, three-game series. So that way you're flying into a city and you're there for a couple days. You're there for, you know, four or five days. So you're not traveling as much. And playing a team three straight games, now we're building some animosity. Now we're building some hatred. Now we're having fun games where you're throwing guys around. There's all the scuffles after the whistles and stuff like that. All the shit we all love. It's great. Let's do it. Let's run it. TK coming back tonight. All they Kubel out. Uh, I saw an explanation from, from uh, Bill Meltzer on Twitter. Flyers insider. Obviously, guy knows his shit. One of the best in the business. Um, it was... The move to take out Albeku Bell from what from what he from the way he explained it, and I assume he took this from Elaine Vino, is you know they just they like leaving Patrick on the wing right now. He's on you know they have him as a right wing, and he's still playing not good. 
uh, not at all where the Flyers need him to be. It's He's just non-existent out there. I say it every week, and I'm tired of seeing it. And, you know, it doesn't make fucking sense to me that Philip Myers on Saturday's game was a healthy scratch. Philip Myers is one of the best defensemen on this team. Philip Myers produces. He's a good player. And the Flyers are... It's not like the guys that they could put in place of him are could really live up. I mean, he he's just that much better than a guy like Haig or Gustafson or whoever. And he was a healthy scratch. And Malay Minu does this stuff where he, you know, scratches these guys to kind of send a message. I don't think it works. Like I can't remember a guy that he scratched and then came back into the lineup and was like fixed and played that much better than he did before. I don't know if scratching these guys work. But to go by his logic with this stuff, you see a guy like Nolan Patrick, who's playing terribly all season. I think I saw uh, <clears throat> Mike ONDB, whatever, uh, whatever that is. Uh, I think I think I got that right. Mike ONDB, the the Hagen, a third guy. Everybody knows him on Twitter. Great guy, funny guy, very good at Photoshop. Very good at Photoshop. Uh, I think I saw that he tweeted that he. Patrick hasn't had a shot on goal since, like, February 5th. I probably should have checked that before I just said it, but I didn't. I mean, it sounds right. So, by AV's logic, a guy like Philip Myers, who, even at his worst, is still a better option than Haig or Gustafson, and helps your team, helps your lineup, that guy gets scratched. One of your best defensemen gets scratched. But a second overall pick, who has played, like, dog shit all year, except for, like, the first game of the season where... He looked good, and he and he scored a goal those first couple of games, and it looked like okay, good. He had that year off with the concussions, he's got or with the headaches, the migraines, he's got that under control, and now he's going to put together a good season, and he just hasn't. So that guy doesn't get scratched. That guy's moved all over the goddamn lineup to get him going, and it worked for a game, and now it's not. It's not working anymore, and he's not producing. So. I understand leaving him at the right wing, but Obey Kubel, I think, is just a better option right now for the Flyers lineup. Obey Kubel is a guy that just goes out there and plays, you know, he, he plays solid games, game in and game out. And he has that bit of grit to him that the Flyers need, that bit of toughness. There was a lot going on on Twitter this past week of people have to differentiate goon and just playing with toughness. The Flyers don't have a goon. The Flyers... Don't have a lot of toughness either. Albert Kubel is one of the few guys on the team that has any bit of toughness to his game. And he's not a goon. He's still a skilled player. He could still produce for you. So I don't get what's... I don't. I just don't understand Elaine Vigneault's... The way he does some of this shit. The guys that he has no problem sitting down. TK, he sat down. TK's had a hat trick this year. <clears throat> TK was one of their top goal scorers last year. And he scratched them for a game. But Nolan Patrick who can't sniff a goal, isn't making a difference in the game one way or the other, is just free to run out there and do the same shit every game. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I just hope Nolan Patrick can figure it out because, honestly, I'm tired of seeing him out there. It's a waste of a spot right now is the way I see it. He's not played well. He hasn't been well. He hasn't played well all season. So I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you do with him. I think... He's a guy that has to figure it out. I've been saying it for weeks. He's a guy that has to figure it out. 
to really help this team in the playoffs when they start. And even down the stretch, don't even look at the playoffs right now. The Flyers just need him to play well down the stretch to just boost them and, and you know, because they need him. They need him. They need a guy like him and Lindblom to, to pick up their game and play better. Same with Travis Konechny coming back tonight. And hopefully he plays as well as some of the other guys that are coming off of the COVID list have played. Hopefully he could pick that up and play well. I'm predicting two game, uh, two wins out of the next three against Pittsburgh. Eleven wins. That's only nine more wins after that. If they're going to do my my uh, recommendation, let's say, and win eleven in March, they only need nine more after they win two against these. You know, these next three against the Penguins. So again, follow me on Twitter. I'm going to wrap it up this week. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Flagman. Two ends. Follow this show at underscore getting bullied. Get this and every episode through the Hockey Podcast Network. They're at Hockey Podnet on Twitter. Just type in the Hockey Podcast Network, literally wherever you get your podcast, and you'll see us and thirty and, and podcasts from the thirty other NHL teams. It's everything. If you want to learn about the team the plot the Flyers are playing next, just type in the Hockey Podcast Network anywhere you get your podcast. Find the podcast for that team and listen away. It's that good. Subscribe, rate, and comment, please, 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 please. It's very much a help if you subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple iTunes for all you Apple users out there. I know there's many. I know how much their stock is right now, so they have a lot of phones out there. They have a lot of users. Subscribe, rate, and comment on that, please, 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 please. Uh, Again, back on Thursday, another episode will be... Again, Flyers are going to be going against the Penguins that night, game two of this three-game set. Hopefully, it'll be win number two. I'm predicting a win tonight. No Crosby. Flyers are full go. Whole team's ready. Carter Hart's looking good. Why not? Let's get a win in Pittsburgh. Everybody, enjoy your life. Enjoy this game tonight. Let's go, Flyers.